Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We're joined by Professor Doug Holden. He's the director of the China Institute at the University of Alberta. And uh, Professor Holden, thank you very much for the time. And I, it's, it's Gordon Holden. I don't know why I keep saying Doug. I'll slap myself on the wrist for that. <laughs> thank you very much for having me, Roy. It's yeah. a pleasure. Always good talking to you. Now, the firing of the top party officials in Wuhan and Hubei province. What does that what does that speak of to you? I think it speaks to me of of two things. One, perhaps frustration of the central government that the Hubei government, a province with a population larger than Canada's, has has not managed things well. But I think also a desire. Uh, from the Chinese people who don't have an easy way to express their frustration uh, that they want someone to pay the price for having uh, bungled the initial outbreak. And I think those are the two scalps. I'm sure there's others at lower levels uh, that will have to be taken uh, to assage the the people. There may be more to come. Uh, But the president has to be careful in not getting carried away with that approach because once it starts rolling, it might well increase voices for some people to pay the price at the top. Yeah, and he is, Xi Jinping is under, he must be feeling pressure himself, given the fact that social media in China is zeroing in on him, and that's not often seen in that country, is it? It's seldom seen, you're quite right, and still the censors are able to shut things down fairly quickly, but they can't be everywhere all the time. And quite frankly, many of them may not be at work as well. And so there is a, a tendency to round on him. He sent his premier down to Wuhan. He has not gone there himself. There's a very long pause before he appeared in public at all. He seems to be well, almost certainly holed up in Beijing and hasn't ventured forth other than into one, one district of Beijing. So he's not been out and about, seen to be, um, sharing at least a portion of the risk of those who are at the front lines. And the front lines aren't just Hubei. There are maybe 50 cities in China that are shut down, and Beijing, quite frankly, is largely shut down at this point. Professor Holden, uh, there's also a great deal of social anger, social media anger, over the death of Dr. Li Wenliang. He was the doctor, the physician who tried to warn about COVID-19 when it didn't have a name. It was just a new coronavirus. And he was silenced. And uh, that is not sitting well with the people in China either. How do you, how do you interpret uh, that situation? What potential does that have? It was a very clumsy move because, uh, number one, to suppress what he had to say. Uh, those early days when there's a mystery virus circulating are the really critical ones to get a handle on it and understand what you're up against. And rather than doing the right thing, they made him sign a retraction, a self-criticism. And, and once that came out, uh, that uh, he had been silenced, and once it re- people realized he was ill, and then once people realized he had died, uh, he has the status now of a hero or martyr in China. Uh, I'm confident that the people who control the Internet there are damping down to the degree they can. Uh, they don't want a martyr uh, who's not of the party or of the government. Uh, but uh, it's, he is a rallying point. A challenge, though, for the opposition is people don't want to gather physically. I mean, people in very large cities are basically forced to stay at home. In, in Chengdu, a huge city, um, one family member is allowed to go out every three days to get groceries. So it's not really a situation 
where you're going to have people in the street. Mm-hmm. And the regime still has a lot of capacity for oppression if they were to use it. What do you make of China adopting new testing methodologies for uh, COVID-19? Well, I think they were getting a bit desperate. Um, they, the testing method kits that were being used before, some were criticizing them. I don't know if it was true or not, that they weren't effective. There was a lot of false negatives in effect. The test saying that someone didn't have the virus when, in fact, they did. Uh, so the new method, and keep in mind, I'm not a virologist and not, not uh, attempting to be one, uh, this um, CT scan, not every place in China, I'm sure, has a capacity, but it's a quick and easy way. It will pick up some cases, apparently, of people who have uh, some of the symptoms who don't have the virus, i.e. I. a few false positives. That's probably better, though. Uh, they're trying to isolate communities, isolate individuals, uh, trying to get the country back to normal reopen some factories and workplaces, and if they don't have a good grasp on who has it and who doesn't, that makes that uh, very risky. So if we look inside the country, and we do know the World Health Organization declared COVID-1 to be public enemy number one, and they said it is more of a threat than international terrorism, which is going to get everybody's attention, what may take place inside China if the virus issue becomes worse inside that country? Well, I think you're going to see more internal stress. There's going to be a huge economic impact. There has been already in the in the first quarter of this year. Uh, we don't have the figures yet, of course, but with much of the country shut down, that is a that is one big thing. Um, as well, if the numbers continue to swell, just the functioning society begins to break down. If you don't have enough people willing or able to man the key the key positions, I have considerable respect for the capacity of China to manage tough problems. And uh, that would certainly include this one. Uh, it's, it's very well organized. They can command um, vast numbers of people to do things that they wish them to do. So I don't think they're down and out by any means. And the other caution I would have is we haven't yet seen how well other countries will manage or would manage with this virus loose broadly within their country. I mean, I think a lot of developed countries, the hospitals are pretty full of the best of times. If you were to produce thousands upon thousands or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people who had, had uh, illnesses, uh, I think it would tend to swamp almost any country's resources, which is bad news potentially for others, but especially for third world countries. So yes, it can get worse in China, but I think we're well short of a revolutionary situation. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.